How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Variety Show for Saturday, August the 14th. Hello, everybody. Uh, today, we are going to be doing a mailbag, which I prompted yesterday. And the question is this. What is a genre of video games that you don't normally play except for that one game? And of course, why? So, for example, we had Caboose, who said that, you know, they don't normally play first-person shooters, but they really love Borderlands and are really excited for the new one. And so I asked this because, you know, maybe some of you also don't play some of these genres and you're looking for some kind of gateway into expanding your horizons. So we can start here with an answer from Red Tower, and they talked about indie visual novels. Now, they said that normally they never played these types of games before, but then they played one called Analog A Hate Story. It's an indie game, which I guess most visual novels are at this point. And despite the presentation of the game, which is cute anime girls, it's actually what they call an interactive historical sci-fi mystery visual novel. Basically, the protagonist is some kind of space investigator. And this is what they said, quote, the reason this game made me come around to visual novels is how it handles being both a novel and a video game. It feels like you are exploring and investigating what happened on the ship. It immerses you into the world and lets you make the connections and draw conclusions yourself. It invites you to challenge your views on culture and tradition without shoving it in your face in a preachy way. End quote. They said a lot of other interesting things about the game, but... Anyway, this is exactly what I was talking about, right? It's, it's a standout example of the genre for them. They suggested it as an alternative to Doki Doki Literature Club, if you've already had that game spoiled. Okay, next up we got Deeb, D-E-A-B, I hope that's right. And they said that they don't normally play racing games, but they wanted to change things up. And so they went all out and they bought a full racing sim rig, which is like you, you buy a chair that has a wheel and pedals and stuff like that. And this is what they say, quote, these aren't games I normally play and haven't picked up a racer in 10 plus years, but it's a great change of the usual pace. It feels like racing and playing games has become two different things. End quote. And I thought that was super fascinating. Like, they were just like, hey, this looks interesting and just went all in. And they're reaping the rewards. We have another answer here from Max. They said that uh, they don't usually play 3D platformers, but after they bought a PlayStation 5, they immediately jumped into Astro's Playroom. And Astro's Playroom is very interesting because it's both a 3D platforming game, but it's also like a tech demo to show off what the PS5 can do. And they liked it so much that they went and even got the Platinum Trophy. And I think that's a great example, right? Like, there was so much about Astro's Playroom that kind of exists to show off the technology, but ended up being a, a tremendous game in its own right. And even if you're not a big fan of 3D platformers, it's there for you. We actually had a similar mention from The Ling, who talked about Wii Sports. Right? Just a bunch of mini-games that you probably never would have bought on your own, but because they came with the console and they were there to show off the motion controls, it was a really fun and interesting experience. The Ling was actually responding to Katosep, who talked about just Nintendo in general. They have these exclusives that are great for the platform, and you wouldn't normally play these games like Mario Kart or Mario Golf outside of that specific game. But they're so goofy that it's fun, and it's a good party game. Okay, we got another one here from Brett. And he said that he's not really into sports games, besides, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but I don't know if I... Like, it is a sport, technically, skateboarding. But when I think sports, I think about competitive, I don't know, football, basketball, stuff like that. Anyway, he, he brought up Rocket League, 
which he admits is a little bit different, but would still call it sports with a twist. And I think I agree. I mean, obviously, Rocket League is just car football, car soccer, but it really is a combination of a driving game and a, a sports game. And I think I have to agree. Normally, I don't play driving or sports games, but I really love Rocket League. They, they really landed on something there. They took the best of both worlds. Okay, and I'll squeeze one last one in here, which is both from Anna Marie, pause, and Ricky, because they talk about Dragon Quest Builders 2. Now, this is a game that's, it's a building game, you know, it's, a, it's an open world kind of survival sandbox, think Minecraft. And pause said that she's tried a bunch of games and none, none of them ever really stuck. But in this case, they've 100 percented the game twice on multiple platforms. And then Ricky said, hey, he doesn't get any motivation from playing these games, but Dragon Quest Builders gives you a story and goals to, to progress towards. I think that's a good example of a game iterating on conventions in order to make it more appealing. Okay, and I am out of time. Thank you so much for contributing to the mailbag. It's greatly appreciated. I'm going to be back tomorrow with another weekend variety show. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, that was a fun mailbag. I liked that one. I wish I, I wish I had more time so I could get to more of them. But unfortunately, we got a tight ship to run here. Is that the saying? A tight ship? Ah, yes, I just googled it. That is the saying. It alludes to a ship in which the ropes are taut. There you go. I never knew that. Today I learned. Uh, yeah, this today is uh, recording one of four that I'm going to be doing because, as I mentioned yesterday, going on vacation until Tuesday evening. So I've got four shows to come up with here. Potentially, I might pre-record Monday and Tuesday and then not end up using them, like I was saying yesterday. Just shove them to the next weekend or something like that. Uh, but anyway, what was I... I was going to talk about something. Oh, yeah, I, I thought this was a good mailbag because I come across this situation all the time. Like, I always told myself that I did not like beat-em-up games. I just thought they were too arcadey, a little too repetitive. And then I played Streets of Rage 4, and I was like, hey... This is a good game. Whatever they did, the way that they structured their game was perfect for me. And I completed it. I never would have thought that I would complete a beat-em-up. Uh, it's the same thing with racing games or driving games. I find that anytime I boot it up, I'm not having the best time in the world. But then I played Trackmania, and I was like, holy crap, Trackmania is so fun. Maybe because it, it tends to be a little bit more arcadey. Like, a, um, you know, the tracks aren't realistic by any means. So maybe that's what was appealing to me. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, same thing with Rocket League. I think that that is such a fun game. I was talking the other day about Frostpunk. Although, I was thinking about it, the more that I thought about Frostpunk, I think that was wrong of me to say, because I've played a lot of games in that genre and have at least enjoyed my time. Even if I don't spend a lot of time in it, and in any individual game, I do think I enjoy the time that I spend at a minimum. Like Crusader Kings 3, or Crusader Kings in general. I've put maybe a dozen hours into that franchise, or, okay, more than a dozen, but I haven't put the hours into the game that let me see, like, endgame content, right? I've only ever done the same country a few times, and uh, I enjoyed my time with that game. I just didn't put the hours into it that the developers would have wanted me to in order to see all the content. Uh, Surviving Mars. I loved that game, but I played it once, and I was like, you know what, this is good. I'm sure if I played games like, oh, Prison, uh, Prison Architect, I played that. I only built a single prison and said, yeah, that's good. So that's kind of where I'm at with those games. I enjoy them, but not for long. And I, actually, I think Frostpunk was the same thing. I don't think I actually played every scenario in that game. So anyway, 
I take it back when I when I said that for for Frostpunk. All the examples that you guys gave was much more relevant. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, okay. So tomorrow's variety show is going to be about a mobile game that I've been playing. It's my first gotcha game, but it's a tower defense game. It's called Ark Knights. And I'm not going to get into it here because I'm talking about it tomorrow. But this really got me in the mood. Playing this game really got me in the mood for a proper tower defense game that isn't like, you know, a mobile free to play mobile game with a gotcha system, which is enjoyable, but has its, you know, same complaints that any other free to play gotcha game will be. Um, so I downloaded, I already owned, and I downloaded Gemcraft, which is a classic Flash game from my childhood, and then they, you know, remastered it or something, put it on Steam. I'm gonna try it just to see how it is. I don't know if if it's gonna hold up well or not, but I really got into that tower defense itch. I'm probably not gonna be able to play it until I'm back from vacation. Uh, I also purchased and downloaded Loop Hero, because I heard so many good things about it, and I should have jumped on that train when it came out, as opposed to right now but it is what it is. I think Loop Hero is going to be a great game to have when I'm listening to podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, and then I'm still playing through Dicey Dungeons. I just finished one of the tougher episodes that I was on because the game has like six characters and each of those characters has six episodes or something like that, which change up the way that the character plays. And if you've played the game, it was episode two of The Witch that I just could not get past. The Witch in general is just so tough. So anyway, I finally beat that episode and now I'm able to move on. And, you know, now that I got over that hump, I'm, I'm feeling the momentum again. I'm going to try it, keep, try and keep going. There's a lot of uh, achievements in that game that I would be interested in, in getting. But like I was saying about the game before, if it gets too repetitive, I might just drop it. We'll see. It depends what the end game is like here. Or I guess the mid game. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Once again, back tomorrow with the variety show. Possibly back on Monday with the news. Depends on the setup. If not, it'll be another variety show. And until next time, farewell. <laughs>